Season two. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey. It is so good to be back. We enjoyed the time we had off. So we had initially planned to just take off the month of September, but we got COVID in September. And so it wasn't the most restful month in the world. And so we decided, hey, this is good. Let's take another month off. <laughs> yeah. October ended up being our actual month of. Just rest and refreshment, which was nice to have. And now we're back at it. We're back at it. I'm glad to be back. I bet everyone's so excited. They're just at home twiddling their thumbs like, when is this episode going to drop? <laughs> yeah. And here it is. This is it. Get it. Hello, I'm Chuck. And I'm Ellen. And this is Imperfect Family, where we try to pursue biblical, theological, and creative ways to uphold the supremacy of God in marriage and parenting. This podcast is mostly unscripted, and it's just the two of us trying to work through and talk through issues that Christian families might face. This episode is preparing for Thanksgiving. All right, my dear. Well, we're back, and it's November. We missed a lot the last two months, but uh, it's November, which means very present. You know what? Before we jump into this episode, should we do like a life update, or what do we do for the start of a season two? I don't know. What updates do we have? We we had COVID. We already said that. Everything else, I think, is the same. Yeah, COVID swept through our family over the course of like three weeks. My son got it first, then my daughter got it, then I got it, then Ellen got it, and then our other son got it. And it took like three to four-ish weeks for all of us to get it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was all staggered. Yeah, well, unfortunately, unfortunately, it was nice that like you or I was healthy so like we could still run to the grocery store if we needed to. And, you know, we were certainly super careful, but it was kind of nice that one of us was healthy during the whole time. Yeah, we uh, we initially like took September off because schools was starting. And so we just wanted to get the household routine in place. And here we are in November and the first quarter is already over. Yeah, Report for, cards are out. For anyone who might not know... We both are teachers, so beginning of the school year is not just like our kids going back to school, but it's us also. So it just felt like we just needed to kind of pause other things to focus on like getting back into the rhythm of our school year. Right. And my school started also, I'm, my seminary classes. So I'm already almost done with the first semester. I think I got three weeks, four weeks left. Yeah. Midterms are this week, so four weeks. And uh, yeah. And my semester is over. So anyways, that's our life update. Nothing other than that, nothing too crazy. Pretty normal stuff here. The biggest the... update is we're back. That's we're... all you need to know. <laughs> we're back. Okay, so for this episode, we... So really quick, just just in case you guys are, uh, are uh, noticing some weird things with the audio, I did have COVID two months ago, but I still have like a lingering cough that only comes out when I have like long conversations. And I've already coughed like a hundred times in this episode. So if you uh, hear some weird edits out, it's to edit out my cough. So I apologize if the conversation doesn't sound as flowy. Uh, I feel like we need to have like a subtitle, like preparing uh, for Thanksgiving, the one time when they all had COVID. Right. We just keep bringing it up. I know. I know. And it, it's really not a big deal. It's like it only comes up when I'm like really talking. So Anyways, but anyway, here we go. Okay, so. So it's November. So That's it's, where we're at. So it's November for the 50th time. And uh, 
Ellen and I were just kind of thinking about, okay, what do we, what do we, how do we want to kick off this second season? And um, if you guys are listeners to the Commuter Devotional, uh, it's important to me to to understand where we are in the week and where we are in the year, and just begin preparing our hearts and our minds for the season that we're in. I'm a huge fan of what's called the liturgical calendar. So the calendar, the time of year of where we are in the church calendar. So, you know, November is Thanksgiving. It's not for another four weeks, but uh, I want to take full advantage. Ellen and I want to make, make sure that by the time Thanksgiving comes, we're in a good place in our hearts to really enjoy the day and the season and this, the event of thanksgiving before our God for what he's given us. And we know that part of who we are as sinners is we can't do that without preparation. For sure. I think that preparing for things like this is something that you're much better at than I am. So I'm so thankful that I have you to like remind me like, hey, you know, Thanksgiving is three, four weeks away, but that's right around the corner. I just, I struggle to see beyond the next couple of days generally. And so I struggle to prepare my heart if I'm not very intentional about it and sit down and look at a calendar and be like, okay, you know, three weeks really isn't that long. I really do need to start praying a certain way, preparing my heart a certain way so that I'm ready when the time actually comes. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like a legalistic thing for us. It's very much of, um, I want to, I want to get the most out of it. You know, I know there's people who say like, oh, Thanksgiving is lame because I'm thankful all year long. Well, no, you're not. You know, life gets insane and I'm thankful for, eh, see, I'm thankful. Eh? Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. It gets just helpful. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where like, I'm happy that Jesus was born all year long, but I'm really happy for Christmas where it's just a season for us to meditate and be devoted to this idea that God became flesh. You know, it's, you know, Valentine's Day. Yes, I love my wife every day of the year, but Valentine's Day is a special day to really think about it and really be intentional about it. And so I don't want Thanksgiving to go by without being very intentional about it. So I don't want us to think of this as a legalistic way to approach Thanksgiving. It's just a way that in a season where, you know, it's kind of set aside for a purpose, I want to take full advantage of that purpose. Um you know, and just that's the mentality behind this. So with that being said, anything you would add real quick? No. Well, I always say no. And then I add something. I think that's a bad habit I have in our relationship. I agree with you that it's, you know, annoying almost when people are like, oh, I'm thankful all the time. But I genuinely, I there's something in my heart, I think that's changing this year that like, I genuinely want to be that person that I prepare myself well for Thanksgiving this year and just see God's hand well in my life so that it just fills up the rest of my year. I think that's something I don't do well. Um, I tend to be a little bit of a pity party at times and I just gloss over the many blessings that we do have. And I don't stop and remind myself that I'm thankful for it, let alone thank God for it. So let's get practical, Elbel. Um, can you get us started with just mm, what's a good place or maybe some good things we can do to, um, to prepare? 
So this is something that I do at work. So we mentioned I'm a teacher. I teach second grade. And this is something I've been doing with my class that I think is just a good practice for anybody. So what we do is every single day, we just write down one thing that we're thankful for. And we've been doing this since the beginning of the school year. So we're over 50 days into this. And and the rule is you can't repeat. Yeah, you can't repeat something. So, you know, these kids are seven, so certainly they forget things that they've written. But, you know, if today you say, I'm thankful for my mom and dad, tomorrow you have to write something completely different. And the day after that, something different. And I think it's just a good practice. And I felt convicted about a month ago that I wasn't necessarily going along this with them. I was more helping them spell words and, you know, writing down what they needed to write down and helping in that aspect, but not actually stopping my own heart to be like, today, what different thing am I thankful for? Mm -hmm. And it's just such a good practice. So it's something that I have been trying to do as daily as I can. I certainly don't do every single day, but as often as I think about it, just stopping to think about something different that I'm thankful for instead of just going to these routine prayers of God, thank you for today. Thank you for my family. Thank mm. you for all your blessings to us. Amen. Mm. You know, just today it rained and I'm thankful for that. The trees needed the water and I stopped to notice that today, which I am not naturally inclined to do typically. Yeah, I think that example <clears throat> is one that a lot of us could be like, okay, that is cheesy. Uh, that's not helpful. And I'm with you on that if you think that it is cheesy. Um, but I do think that it is helpful because a lot of times it's, you know, if you're not a person who journals, I don't journal, but I've heard one of the big benefits of it is like you stop and you really think about your day. Even if you're writing down just the events of the day, you're thinking through your day, you're putting thought into your emotions and the events and yada, yada. This is really similar. Like we're looking at our day and we're seeing God's hand in what he's done. And sometimes it takes that cheesy, I wrote it on a post-it note moment to like stop and see how the Lord is working in our day. Because, you know, as, as we can fully acknowledge, we're a lot of times way too swamped and busy to stop and smell the roses. But even better, to stop and see how God has been working today um, and, to, and to give him thanks. Yeah, definitely. Especially on those days where like your day just starts off wrong. You know, maybe you slept through your alarm and you can't find any clean clothes to wear. Like you just start off your day so stinking grumpy. I think this happens to me more often than it does to you, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a grumpier person than you. But just stopping myself for just, you know, 30 seconds and just being like, you know what, today is seemingly terrible, but I'm so blessed despite all of these trivial things that are happening around me. God still provided breakfast for me this morning and I still have clothes to wear today. Even if it's those little things that I'm thanking him for, I'm still stopping to thank him. And I'm not saying that that is going to completely turn my day around, but it certainly is a heart check of sorts of, you know, I'm not going to sit here and have a pity party about the bad day I'm having. I'm going to thank God for something that he's provided me with. Love it. I think for us too, we're trying to work this in with the kids in, in family worship. We also, uh, we all, Ellen and I teach at the same school and then our kids all go to the same school. So when we drive there, we're all in the car together and we pray together in the car. And it's the same thing. We're trying to get our kids to pray. It, we don't pray in the car. It's only the kids who pray on the way to school. And we always try to get them to pray for something new that they're thankful for. And at night before bed and we do family worship, it's the same idea as trying to work this idea in now so that when Thanksgiving comes and we really are sitting around the table, we can look back and say, wow, we're thankful. One of the things, babe, that you kind of 
we're tapping into a little bit is like when to be thankful, when to be thankful. I don't know why I keep slurring that word. Um, and uh, this is one of the things that I've been trying to think through is like, I know we should be thankful in all things and thankful at all times, but there are times where it's way easier to be thankful than not, you know, especially when good things are happening or we're being specifically intentional. But there's a lot of times that I forget to be thankful. Um, and it's not the immediate overflow or response to a given moment. So the way I've been thinking about this is I've been reading through the first 50 Psalms really slowly and just doing kind of devotions through them. Reading this great book, it's called 40 Days in the Psalms, and it's just Psalms 1 through 50 in 40 days, and you're just going through it slowly. And on Psalm 26, I noticed something, and the, the book that's going along with it kind of brought up something that I'd never, ever seen before. So let me read the first seven verses. So this is Psalm 26, a Psalm of David. It says, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind. For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord. So those are the first six verses. Basically, David is saying, like, look at me, God. Like, I am, I have integrity. I'm walking in your faithfulness. Um, I'm not being, I'm not hanging out with the evildoers. Um, like, test me. Let me prove it to you, Lord. I am being faithful. And so then verse 7, David's doing all he's supposed to be doing in the Lord. And his response in verse 7 is this. Proclaiming thankfulness aloud and telling of all your wondrous deeds. So the, war, the Lord is working in David's life to produce in him the heart of integrity, the hate for evil deeds and for sin, the desire to be around God's holy people, the desire to pursue faithfulness and righteousness. And David's response is thanksgiving. And I think like when I'm thinking about, you know, my own life and I see the Lord working in my life and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm as perfect as David, but the Lord is working. Like, you know, I hope that we can look back and see the sanctification, the work the Lord is doing in our lives to make him look more like him. And David's response is thanksgiving. And I think about my own life and I'm like, wow, that's a, definitely a time in my life where I forget that that should be a response of my own heart, is when I see the work of the Lord in my life. And I'm thankful that this miracle of regeneration has happened. And I hate my sin. And I love the righteousness the Lord has given me. Mm, I don't know if thankfulness is the first thing. Thanksgiving is the first response of my own heart. Yeah, I know for me it's not. Um, and I love that psalm. I, you and I hadn't talked about that one ahead of time, and I love that you brought that up. Um, I'm curious, do you have any other scriptures that you, on days when you're just like not feeling thankful naturally, not necessarily about sanctification or anything else, but just in general, like what are some passages that you have in mind that you just cling to on those days? Well, there's, there's one that is burned into my memory, uh, not for a good reason. Uh-oh. But I don't know if all parents do this, but my parents, uh, as a, a punishment when I was younger, and this, I think is a good, good punishment, is when I would display some unruly behaviors, they would have me write Bible verses over and over and over and over and over and over, <laughs> and over again. 
So 2 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16, 17, and 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I think I've written that set of Bible verses so many times. Uh, and you know what? Even still, I could, I could see myself being a person who's more prone to grumbling and complaining. Um, and so, you know, I don't... I'm thankful that that this this passage is burned into my mind, um, but it still it doesn't always come to to the forefront in a moment when I'm like, uh, I need to think about Thanksgiving because I think for me really the issue is is I'm not very thankful, <laughs> you know. A lot of times, like gratitude, um, you know, it's not so much a like uh, a response for me; it's more of a discipline, like. I have to remember to be thankful. And so um, that's why when I read that passage in Psalm 26, like for David, it wasn't, it seems like it was more of a response from his heart rather than a discipline for him. And so I think for me, you know, as like we're moving into Thanksgiving, I think this is the area where my heart needs to move a little bit is um, I think discipline is a good way to start. I mean, even in a lot of the other spiritual disciplines of, you know, reading scripture, a lot of times you don't love it at first, um, and then you can't go without it. You know, it's very, very difficult. Yeah, I think that's a good distinction. I think that's what I was like trying to describe earlier of, I genuinely want this to be something that's just flowing out of me throughout the year, but it just, it doesn't. It's just not natural for me, but I never thought of it as being a discipline as you're describing it. I like that. I'm thinking back, I may have said, Second Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, 18, but it's definitely First Thessalonians. It's mostly burned into your memory, yeah. not all the way. Don't tell my mom and dad, but I'm pretty sure it's First Thessalonians. They should have made you write it just one more time. <laughs> <laughs> After this episode, I'll write it a hundred times, <laughs> mail it to them. So I am reading this book right now. Um, it's called Growing in Gratitude. This is a book that you had bought for me, and I... I'm not all the way through it yet, but I'm enjoying it so far. But so she's talking about pretty much what you just described, that gratitude isn't something that you just kind of like turn on. You know, you kind of have to work at it a little bit. But the reason we have gratitude ultimately, of course, is because we have Jesus, right? I think we all know that at its root. Maybe don't stop and think about that every single day necessarily, but at its root, that's why we have cause to be thankful. So I was with her on that, but then she took it a step further of, you know, we receive this grace from him, which causes us to be grateful. But then our response to that gratefulness is that we show generosity and grace to others, which is just something that I, I'm still kind of thinking through and processing. So it's God shows us grace. We show gratitude for that grace. And then we turn around and show grace to others which I think I'm with so far, but then we also show generosity to others because of what Jesus has provided for us. Mm -hmm. Off the top of my head, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like uh, generosity is like the overflow of what God has given to us anyways. So it's almost like the natural progression of God gives us something. My first response is, let me think through this for a second, is that it would make, that makes sense. Like God blesses us out of a generous heart a grace-giving heart, we receive from him and are thankful out of a humble heart. And 
the response then would be we give to others from that own from the grace that's been given to us. So we can think of that in material way, but also that's how we are with the gospel. Like the the Lord has given us the gospel. Our response to that is we then give it to others. So it's it goes back and forth between material things that have been given from God and the immaterial, um, you know, like like things like the gospel. Yeah, I think I think these are all truths that I knew, but I had just never pieced them together in the way that she did. And I just I thought it was really cool. Like I I thought of it as like I'm grateful to God and I'm kind to people as two separate things, but I never put it together of like because God is good to me. I can be generous to others, and what a blessing that can be. That's very practical. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to uh, retire the John Piper questions, 70 questions. So sad. Yeah, because, listen, we did it in season one, and I thought it was a great idea, but like 80% of his questions just aren't applicable to our life situation. We can't ask them. So, like, for example, one of them is, when you get married, will you live in a house? Well. We already live in a house, so we can't ask that question, you know? So uh, we basically went through all the ones that are relevant to our situation. So we're going to try a new segment on season two instead of that one. And it's going to be the Ellen's book review section. <laughs> and the reason we're going to do this part of the, the podcast is be- for two reasons. Number one, I genuinely want to hear what you're reading because we don't talk about this very much. Uh, and two, it's to keep you accountable to keep reading. <laughs> so I, <laughs> man, I need that. You're, uh, you're just poking me over there. I really enjoy reading, but it's something that I don't make enough time for. But I have been recently, and I think you're just wanting to keep me on track with it. I do because you know I've been enjoying it. I was listening to this audiobook yesterday or the day before. I had my headphones in, and the kids kept asking me questions, and I was like, "Leave me alone! I just want to listen to this story. It's so good." And I don't, I don't like being that person, but I was really into this story. Yeah, I, uh, I'm always looking for common ground with you on things that I love, and I love to read. And now you're starting to get into it, and it's, it's getting me excited. Yeah. So I like really want to hold you accountable on it. You know what's funny? I, for those of you who don't know, I studied English in college, so I read all the time, and like that's why I studied English because I read all the time, and it just was a good fit for me. And then as soon as I graduated. I just like stopped. I don't know why, but I do love it. So, so give me, uh, give me something good you're reading lately and a quick book review. Okay. So, the book that I was telling the kids is that bothering me about yesterday. I am currently reading, I read the first one. The second one I'm listening to the audiobook of is The Wing Feather Saga, which I think you recently read also. Yeah. Yes? I read all of them in what, like two days or something? I devoured them. Yeah, it's so good. So it's so good. Andrew Peterson wrote these books. Um, the first one was pretty good. It kind of took I don't know what half the book to like set up the characters and kind of get you into this world a little bit, and then the action kind of begins. And then I'm about halfway through book two right now, and like the action just hasn't stopped. Yeah, and I haven't stopped reading it because of that. And it just it's so interesting. It's um similar to. Like Chronicles of Narnia, where it has just like these kind of gospel undertones to it, um, but just like a really interesting story at the surface level. Right. Uh, so it's a fantasy series and it's for kids. Like I would say it's written for like 12 to 15 year olds. 
Yeah, which uh, I mean, for the record, I hate fantasy books and you love them. So when you recommended it, I was like, ugh, I'm yeah. not reading fantasy, but oh, it's so good. Oh, but they're excellent. And like the gospel overtones are huge in it. Like he's super obvious about things, but not super on the nose where it's annoying. It's they're really a great series. I think it was the third book that I like. I was choked up for like 30 minutes after I finished it. I remember it was you so good. You had like gone out somewhere and you had finished reading it while you were gone and you came home and I don't think you talked to any of us for like 45 <laughs> minutes and we're like is he okay? Like what's going on? And then you told me you had finished the book. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, got it." No, I was like I was so the way he presented something in the third book was just so unique and like don't uh, spoil anything i right can't now. i know i'm, I'm not trying to be yet. really careful uh it just made me think a lot about the lord um and i loved it it was a very good very good series yeah. so this is not chuck's book review though it's ellen's book review. yeah it's it's mine don't take it from me the wing feather saga by wing feather saga. andrew peterson yeah it's so good so Obviously, I'm not all the way finished with it, but even at this point, I would highly recommend even what I've read so far. So yeah, go to I, your local library, pick it up now. Pick it up. I they just came out with the box set. It's a four book series, and we bought it already. Bought it for the kids for Christmas. So hopefully, they don't hear this episode and they're gonna. <laughs> you know they won't. Um, <laughs> all right, what's the quote for me that you have this week? I did not pull this one from the internet. I don't know if that's cheating. I. Pulled this from a class that I'm in right now, actually, and it's um, the session that I was in was specifically about marriage, and there was just this quote that was just kind of, I don't know, a little bit convicting to me this week, maybe a little bit encouraging. Oh, he says, um, couples don't fall out of love so much as they fall out of repentance. I mean, what? That's so out of context. I don't... No, just there's just like this worldly view of like, oh, we don't love each other anymore. And like, is that reality or is it people who um, aren't repenting to one another of their sins against each other? Hmm. I mean, we could probably do a whole episode about repentance in a marriage um, because this is something we've been talking about a lot recently in our own marriage. We keep joking around and saying like, forgive me of my wickedness. <laughs> But being which totally is also out of context. Yeah, that out joke of context. Which, uh, which is good, but also you know, also goofy. Um, okay, so it's not so much they fall out of love; they fall out of repentance. Mm. Okay, two things. It's not that I disagree with him because I think he's probably right. I don't know who this guy is, but he's probably right that you know repentance is not happening enough within a Christian marriage. But also, second. I would really want to explore the idea of like, it's not necessarily forgiveness and repentance that binds a husband and a wife together. I don't think, right? I think it's a strand of what binds them together. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think that, you know, you're right. It's not the root of what is going to tie two people together. But I think that there's a big element to it. You know, if, if there are issues between the two people and they're not repenting to one another about it, there's kind of brushing it to the side or what's the expression, like brushing it under the rug and there's no repentance, like you're going to grow apart and you're no longer a united marriage to be depending on Christ as your center. I don't know. It made sense to me in the context of this class, but maybe I did pull it out of context <laughs> too much for this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I would love to I would love to hear the conversation that it came out of because it's definitely thought provoking. I mean, at least for the sake of this episode. All right. That being said. 
Episode one in the books. Season two. Season two. Episode one. Season two. We did it. Crazy. Well, uh, we're back on schedule, so look for a new episode of Imperfect Family every two weeks from here on out until we decide season two is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's unpredictable. It could be literally any time. It could be. Yeah, true. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, checking in with us, and uh, we'll see you next time. See y'all in two weeks. Bye. This podcast is part of Commuter Ministries. For more information about Commuter Ministries, visit us at www.commuterministries.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Commuter Ministries.